0: Hello, and welcome to Beezy Listening. I'm your host, Beezy Douglas. About 10 years ago, I dove into the world of New York City's open mics as a stand-up comic, but soon thereafter discovered I actually wanted to be a blues musician. Discovering the world of local grassroots music was life-changing for me. Aside from the hundreds of incredible performers I discovered over the years, I also met and fell in love with my wife fellow musician, and incredible vocalist, Deb Zepp. We moved to Cleveland about two years ago and found a new tribe in the local music scene. On this show, I'll be sitting down with artists, activists, and other interesting folks that I've been fortunate enough to cross paths with on my journey and asking them to share a little bit about theirs. So thank you for listening. Now let's get on with the show. I'm sitting here with Ray Flanagan, native uh, Cleveland, I don't know are you uh is rocker the right term for you
1: uh, i'll take i'm a rocker you're a <laughs> rocker yeah
0: you definitely you definitely. but uh you know I've been taking in your catalog for the last uh week or two and you've you've run like we were saying a big gamut of of realms of rock
1: sure yeah yeah <laughs> I, 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 there's a lot of uh rock's a pretty broad term mm-hmm so um, so you're a native Clevelander, right? Kind of, sort of. I grew up in Medina, about 45 minutes south of Cleveland, but I'm from Northeast Ohio. Yeah, for the rest of the world, I think that, that'll that count as Cleveland. Yeah, if I go anywhere else, I say Cleveland. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Akron. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> Akron, too, but I do say Cleveland. That's what people know. Yeah. Well they say Akron, and some people do know it now because of LeBron James. How, so
0: growing up in Cleveland, how do you feel like the... You know, what do you feel like it's it's done to influence you as as a place or even, you know, how has the city shaped you that makes you feel like these are things that Cleveland made that, were, that are unique to me because I grew up here? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. Of, it's not even saying like, oh, these are special things about Cleveland, but, I mean, every place shapes anyone who grows up somewhere.
1: Sure. I think that's how, I mean, I think a lot of uh – Especially since I really started coming to Cleveland um, from Medina, because I grew up in Medina, which is kind of the country a little more. And um, they're a really cute little town square. I have a. Yeah, the square's great. My uncle lives out there. Oh, really? It's beautiful. Yeah, but I, I think since I started coming up here and, and being more involved in the like proper Cleveland community of, of musicians and. Um, learning from a lot of the working musicians up here uh this one people have um you see uh the ties to uh this person learn from this person this person learn from this person and those things I think are what make uh like a cultural music thing happen you know it's like it, it, it gives things a style just because people are it's why people have accents you know it's why people from certain places have accents and and, and music's the same way. Um, but I think yeah, as a city, I just, I feel like this area just being what it is and sort of like the general sort of cross-the-board class level, I just, you know, like my dad's a mechanic. He's had two jobs the whole time I've been alive. And I think just it's sort of a very, uh, it's just that Midwest thing, that sort of dirty, uh, nothing's that great, but nothing's that bad. Everybody's getting through their their time, and and it's it's not really. Uh, we don't have the most exciting as for as beautiful as some of Ohio is. It's not like we don't have like exotic landscapes. You know, it's just a pretty. When I think of Cleveland, I think of it as sort of gray. But to me, that's comforting. And and when some other people don't. Well, and
0: that does describe the sky most of the time.
1: Yeah, when I think of the skyline in Cleveland, I don't think of like sun shining and blue. I want it to be just that sort of white overcast. And it makes, that's when I feel like this is. Actually,
0: we have a seriously Ohio day going on today. Yeah. I feel like. (laughs) Um, So uh, I was, I was doing my research before this and uh, you know, it starts with like looking at your website and then reading bios and stuff like that. And there's this picture of you. What are you like three with some little guitar? Probably three or four. Yeah. And then I think I I read or I heard in another interview with you, like you, you wanted, you've, you, you've. Gravitated towards music really early, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I think I just always have, I, and I have this personality where I will, um, I'll imitate things until I, until I totally exhaust them. I remember that I found a picture the other day of me, at like it was my fourth birthday party, and I was dressed in like a cowboy hat and had that little guitar. And I was impersonating Tim McGraw at my birthday party because I wanted to be Tim McGraw. Like my first crush was Faith Hill, and I thought I could actually be Tim McGraw. Uh, But then certain ones of those, like you find out, like I wanted to be Spider Man when I was in third grade, and you find out that like there's no, it's a crushing thing to find out that there's no possible way that that's a viable career path. But I, but I, I did tell my first grade teacher that I wanted to be Bruce Springsteen. Was in, in like a, and everybody else wrote like police officer or astronaut or whatever. So, yeah, I've, I, 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 it's always been with me. And I, di- I didn't start playing until I was 11. You know, I didn't, I didn't really start playing until I was 11. Um, but I always, I mean, I wrote, I, I always like had music in my head. And, you know, I always was like, Were your parents
0: like encouraging of that? And did you get support from them as they started to realize like, oh, he, he really does mean he wants to be bruce springsteen
1: yeah i think they uh like i don't think they thought about it too much at first you know and they were like you know they bought me my first guitars and amps and whatever um but they didn't really think about it until it started to become a quote-unquote problem you know where i just didn't care about anything else yeah
0: and i was like
1: um doing the absolute bare minimum at school to just like cuz i just didn't care i didn't care about anything you know when
0: you were uh getting out of uh you're coming to the end of of high school or whatever were you and you know you get to start facing that decision or people start pressuring you by like where are you where are you what are you going to do now were you already feeling like i'm going to do music or?
1: Yeah, I knew I was going to do music, but I didn't know how, you know, and you don't, you, you never know like really how anything, anything that you want to do that's creative. There's no, nobody hands you a piece of paper and says, you're a doctor now. It's not like that, you know, it's, and everything like, just depends on what your goals are. Anything, yeah, you know, and, and like, uh, yeah, when it came time, to, I mean, I knew somehow knew like not to go to college. Um, and I still like now I like, do you regret I, not having debt. <laughs> no, my brother went to Kent for a year, and he's still paying it off. And like oh, he and, and I'm like, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad that I don't have that over my head because I wouldn't even be able to do hardly anything, you know. And I I just think college, especially with the the way that it is now, with being such this huge expensive commitment, I don't think it's right that you know we're sending people it's just i know all these kids that went to college that changed their major five times had no idea why they were there other than that their parents said they should be there and their teacher said they should be there and i think if you're gonna make that kind of a time and money investment like you should know why you're there there's no, you don't go there to figure yourself out you know when you're spending twenty thousand dollars a year or whatever it's not i don't think so anyways so i never uh um which whatever if you got the money or if whatever do whatever but I just for me I I just I just knew I didn't need it because I didn't know what I was going to do I knew that I knew I didn't want to go to school for music Mm -hmm. um because I didn't know other than I just didn't know how that would help me for what I wanted to do because I care more about art and I care more about creating songs I feel like there's not a but to that point I do feel like I, I feel like I have better conversations with jazz cats that have went through school than I do with most singer-songwriters because I feel most singer-songwriters have no clue what they're doing you know they're just like I just write my songs it's whatever I feel and it's like they don't take their what they're doing as seriously as someone that plays jazz takes it and I think there's a there's a total uh from a, from a sort of a scholarly aspect there's an importance to like understanding the history of where what you're doing comes from you know the thing about I just I look at anything as information and it's like there's no information that's going to hurt you. It's like you you have to sort out how you're going to use it or whether you use it or not. And you know, learning things like theory are only going to help you, you know, I don't believe in like people that say like, well, if I learn this, it's going to mess up my style. It's like, well, you don't have a style because you don't even know what you're doing. You know, it's like, but I do think it's like a balance of like, you know, I just don't think, I don't think you're special because you're sad. I don't think you're special because you're happy. I don't, I don't care about how you feel because everybody feels the same things. So every song that's ever been written is about I love you or you broke my heart. And some of them suck. And it's like everybody feels those things, you know? It's like it doesn't the the sentiments are across the board. Usually people are trying to express the same things through all of history, you know? And it's like those sentiments and those feelings are the same thing that connect all of us. But if you don't know how to communicate those things with the tools that you're using, then you are not then you're you might as well just go uh work in a warehouse or something, you know what? The other side of the coin is experience you know for me it's like I'm a white kid from Medina Ohio like I don't have this terrible life experience to like draw off of you know I can draw off of what I feel and what I is there a
0: a, an emotional place you find you that a lot of your songs come from like anger or joy or because yeah you can write songs about heartbreak Mm -hmm. you can write songs about frustration with the world
1: you can write songs about just like look how beautiful the flowers are Whatever inspires you, or whatever gets that thing to start coming out, you should follow that, and not. And so, for me, it does. It, for me, it really comes. It does come from like, um, music being a way to like attempt to heal myself, or like it comes from a place of like catharsis, where it's like, uh, usually if I'm upset about something, uh, a lot of times it's a girl, you know, or a lot of times it's a uh, or you know it's just stuff that sometimes are you know sometimes you see stuff that's going on in the news and it will ma- it just will make you so upset that it will trigger an emotional thing.
0: I think those are the two things that most of my songs came out of either like yeah. frustration with the political scenario that we were living in or uh, most of my songs came right after my uh, divorce from my first mm-hmm. wife. And I I learned later that that's what Neil Young <laughs> A lot. He was like, a lot of his songs were like, "Oh, I when I couldn't figure out a new album, I would just destroy my marriage."
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing you gotta be careful about too. It's like, am I? What am I doing here? Am I doing this just to get a song out of it, or because there's that messed up part of artists that do things like that? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I think uh, the other, but the thing about that is, and my point about like taking whatever that thing is that makes you. Wherever it just pours out of you, you taking that energy and you can it it can be about almost anything, you know. And uh, I I I do find that it usually I draw from a lot of the same emotional places, like. But 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 I think a lot of my songs are about a lot of different things, even though. I'm using that energy, but I will focus that energy on some other thing. and and it's like, I don't know, I, I heard this great thing I always loved uh, that Ray Charles said about um it's like you know he he would say, uh, and this is true to like a lot of blues stuff, which is where I feel like I trace a lot of like roots of music that I love to. Um, it's like you sing about the woman, but you're always you're also singing about. Um, all the put-downs you've had and all the hard times that you've had and all the embarrassment that you've had or all of the... You're singing about all these other things that are... Um, this. You're using this thing as a symbol, you know? You're using this relationship or you're using this experience as a symbol. Um, but a lot of those blues songs, and I think this is lost on a lot of people, that it seems like they're just singing about my baby left me or whatever, and it's like... But there's so much more behind what the, the the art of it is like that he's telling you so much more about himself or herself through the but where where it's not always like doesn't doesn't have to be like uh you're telling me some townsman's aunt's story you know it's not it's not like the thing about music is it's it's you can communicate so much just through the words are not always have to be like literally what you're singing about yeah way, you know well
0: and I think uh you're a Tom Petty fan too, mm. right? And that was that was one of the things when I I really came to I think, you know, like everyone, I was a Tom Petty fan, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I heard his songs over and over. And then I saw the Have you seen the documentary Running Down a Dream? Yeah. And I I caught that one day it was on like cable, like mm. it took me 2 15, days to watch it. 15 years ago or whatever, <laughs> and it was just randomly on and I was just mesmerized by it. And it made me be like, wow, I really like Tom Petty. Yeah. And I came to appreciate his songcraft and what he does with uh, one of my favorite stories from that is where he talks about um, when he was battling, trying to get out of his contract with the record company. And what came out of that was he wrote, I won't back down. Mm-hmm. And he thought it was extremely on the nose about his yeah. situation. But it's one of the most open songs. Right. And it's that about- <laughs> is that is something that's guided me as I've written songs just like I might be writing about something real specific in my life mm-hmm. or maybe it's a very specific policy of the American government that I'm angry about. Yeah. But the song can apply to anything.
1: I love that open-endedness. That's the thing I. That's the thing I love. He gets more mileage out of few words than anybody I can think of. Yeah. Um, but he. But he also like you can hear like a lot of Dylan in Petty too, and that's like that open-endedness. Because when I think of Dylan, I think of it as almost like the power of it almost being biblical to where it's like they're like a palm reader. It's like you, this seems like it's about you, even though it has like he you know he doesn't know you. He don't know about your life, but he can uh but it seems like he does and I, but the, the the thing that makes the difference though is that it has to be true in some way it has to be sentimentally true yeah or it has to be functionally true like in terms of the way things work in the world It can't be and that's like another like a thing you brought up like we're different emotions like I kind of find often that if I write something out of anger that it doesn't stick around or it doesn't hold up because it's usually even though it may be true to like that moment I for me personally I end up like, or you, you that makes you kind of like once you're out of that space you're I, not that, you're not as enthusiastic about singing the song. Oh yeah, and then I go like that wasn't really fair sometimes some of the things that you say when you're angry, you know, and like I don't know, I kind of find that to be true but like it, there there's lots of angry songs out there and I you know, but it's like I, I, I kind of think that I I kind of don't I I think truth is what makes something uh Emotionally work, you know, even yeah. if it was just true to the person or whatever, I guess. Because, but it's it, that, even if you have no idea what they're talking about, there's a way for it to still be true in feeling, right? You know. <laughs> we're headed home well someday we're headed home with miles of desert left to comb well someday we're headed home someday we're headed home No, there's no willing road to take Just grass blades cutting through a road that's fake No, there's no willing road to take There's no willing road to take Some have ash some have flame at one point they were both the same well, there's no question there's no blame at one point they were both the same some have ash and some have flame Someday we're headed home, we lay our pieces down to the lawn, well, someday we're headed home, someday we're headed home. Walk through mansions and over graves. Watched how every man behaves. There's a ceiling that never caves. Watched how every man behaves. Walk through mansions and over graves. Home well, someday we're headed home. Someday we're headed home. Someday we're headed home.
0: I encountered you first uh, you know, at a local house show uh, back in July. And um, and I've seen you a few times since, and I've heard mostly your recent stuff. And so I went mm-hmm. back through your your back catalog, which you're like, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, but you know, I went through it, and one thing was interesting. It's like I had your lyrics open for each song, mm. um, and there's this definite like paring down that's happened. There was a lot more in the lyrics of your most recent album. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more just concision. It's just like just the an economy of words, versus your early stuff was it would be very specific and and more verbose.
1: Yeah, to I think that's a thing. Like, what exactly what we're talking about. Sometimes now, like I like a good story song. I think the thing is that I have sort of the more that I've learned, it's like playing to your strengths. I'm not. I'm, that's not how I am. I I think I definitely i i naturally create an emote more like in a in a sort of an open poetic way where it has a lot to do with like sounds of words and, and way that words make you feel things even though you can still still tell stories like that um but i do think that those things sometimes because sometimes on the older stuff i think i was reaching to be specific in in a way where i was reaching to put things in that didn't belong there or that weren't helpful to like the feeling of the song and it's like trying to be specific because you think if you put the name of a place in there it makes it sound like a song or whatever if you you know it's like it's not a i think that's probably a lot of what you've seen there i don't know i think i i still can be kind of wordy sometimes but i but i do try to be i just want the heart of the feeling you know now
0: of your your older stuff what song uh has had staying power with you that you're like you still yeah that's still in your rotation
1: oh like off those records that you were listening to
0: i mean yeah i mean of anything prior to you like your most recent one because um mm. you know i was listening yeah to the a lot of well, uh i don't have the old i don't play in front of me but <laughs> i
1: don't play any of that stuff i no. actually don't even remember how to play a lot of those songs those first two records that you're talking about there's like one called Same Sky, Different Space, and there's another one called A Hard Shell to Break. A Hard break. Shell to Break, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that one, I don't... There was one song, there's a song that the summon in Akron plays called It's Just Rain, um, but I don't play it really. I don't really like the way it was recorded. I think it's too slow. It should be like a three-minute song, and it's like five. People connect to that song a lot, Yeah, that song It's Just Rain. I, I think... I don't think it's bad, but I do think I was. I do to, to me, there are parts of it that I can hear where it was like that make me cringe because I was trying to be too uh, specific and pull a story out of. Whereas doing a thing where like this sounds like a thing that like Bruce Springsteen might say or whatever or you know it's like it, I, I think uh, even though it was all about my own stuff, I just think it it sounds like I was learning how to do that thing to me that's what it's that's what i hear yeah whereas i could do it way better now but yeah. i think but I, I can hear that but it would yeah that song was risen out of a true experience but that'd be the only one but i don't i don't write i mean i have played it a couple times because sometimes people around here will ask me about like um i don't know the old songs that i play there's a song called sweet love that i play that's that's older um that's not recorded anywhere um
0: yeah I was gonna say that one's not ringing a bell no there's there
1: are some older there's some older ones that I do play but uh generally I write stuff uh and then I move on and I don't a lot a lot of stuff gets lost even if it was good sometimes I'll find out about a song from two years ago that my brother remembers or whatever and he I don't like to dwell on things that I make. You know, you make it, and then it'll always be there. So make something else. A lot of people yeah. are so impressed by their own work. They're like, "Oh," and then they just. I see some people play the same songs for like, you know, years and years and years without. I I sing
0: a lot of like I I wrote most of my original songs in the same like two and a half year period mm-hmm. in two thousand nine and eleven, but I, and I still play them. But the thing is, I was learning how to become a musician back then. Sure. And I'm still developing them, yeah. And I still like them,
1: yeah. That, that's so.
0: And they're still evolving. And if you hear me play one of my songs today, it's it's gonna change. In my opinion, it's much better than it was a year ago, and it's much much better than two years ago, and much much much, and yeah. so on and so forth. And I still haven't recorded any of them right. in a definitive point sure. where I'm like, okay, now it's I've done it. It's yeah. it's it's, it's i'm happy with it i can move on i feel like it's why I, I it's almost holding me back from writing new songs that and i met this woman here deb zepp who i love and is awesome and i don't think there's anything more detrimental to a blues man's career than finding the love of your
1: life just but murdered that's, just that's murdered it, my songwriting but that's when it's time to get political you know, yes yeah. yeah but uh if you can really name a song that you feel is a great song that it's like anything it's like a movie like it's got to have some conflict and resolution just in terms of like making in in order to make you feel something I I find anything that is written from a place of pure happiness is usually garbage <laughs> Even, like, what's the first song, if you, like, to me, like, the first song I think of to counter that argument would be, I would go, like, Don't Worry, Be Happy by McFerrin. It's about a guy that, like, can't afford rent. You know, it's like, here's a, it's, like it's like, hey, everything sucks, but, be, you know, it's like, I, I do kind of feel it's like. Only,
0: yeah, it's being happy in spite of tragedy.
1: Yes. Right. But I think, I do think that, like, things that just come from, like, everything's great. You see, I, I don't know. I don't like hippie music. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you do find if something, if sometimes you'll find a song that can adapt and change, and it's like if you like, if if you if it still resonates with me, you, it's gonna be with you forever. And I don't even think I'm not even saying like trying to say like you gotta write a million songs, and it's like quantity thing. It's like a, it's just I'm talking about sort of a specific thing of like. I do see some people like do something that like taps into their talent and then they're, imp- you know, like the reason you might do anything is like you, you initially impress yourself. It's like, well, you are 11 and you I can play yeah, Iron Man yeah. and then I go, Oh wow, I can do this. And but then you I, can stagnate, but then you, you can stay well in that. If imp- you don't push yourself to, to do work because there's a, there's a, there's a wall that you hit where now there is an element of like having to do some amount of work. It's not just like this talent, you know, that you, that impresses you. Um, And I think that's all I'm talking about, because like I'm a huge Jackson Brown fan, and that dude is not a is not a doesn't write a million songs. He'll work on one song and make it perfect, you know. But he but it's like the work that goes into that is like totally different. Whereas like someone like Dylan just like is a well, Dylan's not a good meter stick for anybody. But you know, there's all these other guys. Like Neil Young's a guy that just kind of he just puts everything out there, doesn't really self edit, and will just. He, I mean, he's got bad records, quote unquote, you know, but it's like he don't he made them and never thought about them again. And I, I feel I relate more to that because I don't um, it just depends, though, because sometimes I work more on composition of something and we'll like want, want to make something more of a piece of music. And then other times it is like you just write stuff and move on. I don't know. Has as your
0: uh, approach to songwriting evolved in different ways? And the,
1: it's more common for me to write music first. If I'm not like just, it's not an inspired thing that just comes out. It's more common for me to have this melody and maybe a couple words that I hear in that sitting around. But then that stuff will sit around and takes a lot of work for me to finish. You know. I, I, I tend to sometimes I just I abandon those things. I, I like when everything comes at once and I most commonly don't even write with an instrument in my hand. I'll usually like it'll songs mostly come like when I'm in the car and the shower or something or and then I'll pick up a guitar later, but the guitar is not my focus when it comes to a song and I I've, I've found for me being a guitar player first, that having a guitar in my hands will uh, inhibit the song a lot of times because I think about the guitar or what the guitar's doing, and like it's not that's really not important to the song to me most of the time. The, the kinds of songs that I'm thinking of that I'm that I'm interested in, it's like I usually um, I I, I, I want to hear the thing in my head first and then have to figure it out, which is like it could be anything. If you had if you put a piano in front of me, I'd have to figure it out on that, but I want to hear the song first, you know.
0: So what's what's your favorite song to be that you that you're
1: playing right now? What's which one do you mm-hmm. like breaking out the most? What's your baby? I like this song called "The Year Ahead." That's on my. It's on this. Uh, it actually is a recorded one, which is that's
0: on "Hard Shell to Break," right?
1: No, no, it's on heart, it's heart, on this um, it's this self titled thing that we put out uh, earlier this year. Um, this Ray Flanagan and the Authorities. Um, I have that written. It's just down. a solo acoustic. Thing that we did um, with my buddy Dave Shaw that plays in my band. Recorded. Oh no, I'm thinking of Year After Year. That was the last song. Oh, I forgot about that song. Yeah, that I don't even know how that. I don't know anything about that song.
0: Well, because I, 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 you know, I was taking in your catalog and you know, getting from your older stuff to your newer stuff. That song seemed like a
1: turning point towards where you are now. I do remember putting that song on that end of that album and thinking. That was the purpose of putting it at the end because it was like I kind of had knew that like that 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 band that original uh, uh, incarnation of Ray Flanagan and the Authorities, it was just not where I. It was not what I, it wasn't me, you know, it was like, it was that band, you know, even though I had my name in it and whatever, it was really like this band and everybody had a pretty equal contribution in terms of like, even though it's generally like sort of my compositions that were being brought in my songs, there was a lot of like, it was, cons- but there was a consensus everybody, with everybody. Well, every, we would all work on the arrangements and all work on stuff and it would end up in a different place usually than how I brought it. Um and then I, but i kind of knew that like it was not going to. We had our drummer like ended up moving and and becoming a lawyer and i was like it was but that but once that happened it was like that band couldn't work with well, any, At least he's got a fallback. He yeah, can drum.
0: Right. If the law thing doesn't work out, you know, a drummer can always find work. He sure can. But i but it's like
1: uh, Yeah, i once that happened once he left that was like that band was never going to be a band again because it like you couldn't just throw another drummer into that. It was like everything we we learned that the hard way. We tried to get some other people, and then everybody just it all fell apart. And the only person that I still play with out of that group of people is my brother Russ, which is probably just because he's my brother. You know, it was like I, I, he stuck with me because he, you know uh, you know we had that relationship. But um, and also musically, you know, I think Russ was clearly heading in a similar direction like that I was. So, but it, yeah, that is kind of why that tune is on the end of that but the song i'm talking about is a song called the year ahead that i wrote that was just a uh, sort of it was like sort of the the sort of thing of the song is that like no matter uh what plans you think you're gonna make ahead of you what no matter what you think you're gonna do or what you want to accomplish like to sort of keep in mind like the important things of like who's around you that's important and, and what's really important um in your life and keep those things in scope even though you might think you want to do all these other things but like your family or your friends are the things that are the most important thing and it's just i wrote it in a way where it's like there's all this stuff and then and then it like there's always a reminder of what's important This fall, I'll keep an open heart. Janie wants a free ride, that's a start. Gonna spend all my money like quality time. Dent my dollar till it's my last time. And I'm gonna love you. Come the new year, I'll be somewhere warm. I don't mean I will avoid the storm. I might go back down to Tahlequah, give my thoughts some time to thaw. And I'm going to love you. Going to love you. Strange, and we don't keep anything. Janie, she could change just like that. So pay attention where you drop your hat. More matriarch than bird of prey. She don't know it, she just is that way. Ay-ay-ay. In the spring, I'll have a wild thing, a new collection of the sing song, sing. Gonna rub my stomach and scratch my head, or maybe watch a video instead. And I'm gonna love you. Summertime, I will be burning oil. Keep it running till I find my foil. Gonna howl all evening till I lose my bark. Like all the rest stranded in the park. Still gonna love you Gonna love
0: you Till
1: the end of time
0: Have you defined success for yourself, and do you know what terms you're willing to look for it at, and 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 where the line is between
1: selling out and buying in? Mm-hmm. For me, I don't. Uh, I'm a. For me, people ask me stuff like that. Like, what are your? Most of my goals have strictly to do with like artistic goals. Um, I'm not a very good. Like I could really use a manager if somebody's out there like listening. I just don't, um, you know, to me, I kind of like, as long as I can create what I want to create and I'm making my living, um, it's like I do want to reach more people. Uh, I My sort of goal, I have a goal, um, a long term long-term goal of like trying to capture this place that I'm from and taking that to other places and explaining, like, in a way, by way, sort of like, here's the song of my people kind of a thing. Like, I, 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 I tried, I, th- I feel like, you know, Cleveland and Northeast Ohio is in the heart of what I do, um, just by nature of me reflecting my environment. Um, and I, and that's the thing that I know that I can take that people from other places don't know anything about. And that I, I do, my, my sort of, like, I guess that's a career goal. It's just sort of a personal goal as well of, like, I want... To be able to tell, like, the story of where I'm from to people. Um, you want to be like the rising mean, tide and, that lifts well, Cleveland's boat a little and bit. I don't want to. I don't even. I don't even want to say that. It's because I don't even mean it by by a point of like like I'm not talking specifically about Cleveland. I'm just reflecting my time here Yeah, and I want to take that to other places. And then like I, cause I want to travel too. And that's like, I want to, then when I go other places, I also want to take those things and bring them back here. I do see this as like a center for me as, as a place that like is home that I'll always return to no matter if I go live somewhere else for some period of time or go explore or whatever Mm -hmm. else it is. Um, But that, that's sort of my goal It's just that exchange. Um, but most of my goals are just artistic things about how effectively I can express what I want to feel or what I not what I want to feel, how how I can express effectively what I feel when that moment of lightning strikes, which is just getting better at like the craft of what I'm doing. So, you know, right. that when when it's like the, the higher you're the better your mechanism is operating, the more accurately you're gonna capture that thing when it comes down. You know, when you have that moment of inspiration, the more you know about what you're doing, the more the pieces will fall into place and you'll look at it and go, Yeah, that's yeah. kinda like, you know, more where I wanted that to end up. Um I think uh what do you think about this? I think all I think do you think artists are sick? What do you mean by that? Here's what I think. I think uh this is a- I think the drive to create something artistic uh, is a thing. I do. I think it's like a displacement thing. Like you, anybody that wants to do that has to be a little bit insane, and it comes from a place of like, uh, sort of. It sort of contradicts nature because do, do animals really make art? I don't think so. I think you have a thing in your head at all times that's telling you, "I want to make a child." Is what I think. I think something's telling you. Nature's telling you. You gotta. The species has to survive. And I think that when people make art, it's a displacement of just like that's my baby. Having. Of, I really. I believe that that it makes sense logically in my head that that's what's going on. That's a really interesting. So cake. I. Th- I think that. I think the drive to create is is nature sort of. There's something that's telling you to create. Um, well, in a way, it's it's I mean, if you make really good art, it
0: surpasses, you know, the biological drive to have offspring is to reproduce and pass on your genes and, right. you know, and have that a legacy, yeah. whereas like if you transpose that. Into, I'm going to create art that lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. That's going to last longer than
1: kids. Than the kid. Well, <laughs> it depends. But I, but well, I I, mean, d- if, I just think that that's where it com- to me. I've thought about it a that's, lot. That's really I, interesting. W- I, because because I because you know I have this drive to create all the time, and I and I have it, and I don't. I just I almost think why? Why is this because ha- other I know other people that don't have that, you know? Other people plenty of people that don't like so why why me? Why is this happened to me? Why is this happened to my friends? Why is this And I to me that's so far at 25. That's the best explanation I have for why I think why artists do what they do. I think it's like a I and I think that's why it comes across. No, and I have had that sickness my whole life yeah. where there's always been there's
0: always been something in me that's not been satisfied with myself unless i'm uh, you know having a certain level of creative output i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's why i'm doing this podcast to some degree (laughs) is like i i like it's 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 something i i i've it's just a medium i'm interested in exploring Mm -hmm. and i want to create it and i want and and i know that if i don't keep creating Mm -hmm. i go into like a dark place Mm -hmm. or I, i i you know if i just don't keep And and I'm better as a person if I just keep finding something to output.
1: I think that people that have the drive to do that, I think it has to do maybe with like what part of your brain is firing off at you more often. But I think that I do think, I guess what I'm saying is that there, I do think that given sort of like our level of intellect and ability to overthink things, that there's a natural reason that we're driven to make things and why it calms us down and then why those things that are created um can help calm other people down or help you know like I I think there's a natural connection between all of it that's not just a uh, there um are explainable reasons why like you know there are certain songs that people hear that like you that are almost universally like hit you you know it's like it's something about um uh the best um pieces of art imitate spontaneity you know so like they're imitating that moment of creation like they're imitating that uh thing and and that's why they're they, they endure mm-hmm. that's what i think they imitate they imitate something that feels like it's vital forget for- one of those things where a couple of people have asked me about that song and they've like thought that it was like oh is that about like nashville country and like it's not um to me it's about it's just well almost, in some ways it's almost about me <laughs> in some ways you know it's like uh because everybody it's like everybody feel i think everybody feels phony sometimes um it you know it rose out of like seeing some things that just pissed me off that i was like uh Oh, like it's like people like figuring out ways. I don't like when something has dishonesty in it. That's almost the only thing that I don't like. So I don't like when somebody figures out a way to trick somebody, um, through like pure craft. Like I think that like the Nashville songs, you know, it's like these people and pop songs in general. Like on on a certain people who level, live
0: by the formula.
1: Yeah, people that totally, yeah, like all that K-pop stuff. Where it's like they just make a formula. And not that I don't like some of that stuff, but it does bother me when people are like... To me, for where I am coming from on art, I, I care about the interaction, and I care about that connection and that communication. Um, but... uh I killed that bottle of wine. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I care about like, we have so know, many more, this expression and this, in this, this thing. Cause, cause to me, like I say, like for me, it's a way to like sort of heal myself and get myself through things. And, uh, so it does, uh, it does irk me when I see people that are just like making what I would say are like, you're just imitating the form of a song, um, to, Basically, to me, trick people. It bothers me when people are trying to trick people. If like you're doing something to follow a trend or like follow a thing, um, and it's not coming from you from an honest place, you're not telling me about yourself. You're trying to do something because it sounds like a rock thing or sounds like a country thing, or it's like, well, music
0: and movies have that. Like, there's like this formula of success. Like people, have especially that. with well, I mean, but but like movies, especially they're just like. You know what? You make a good movie at the ten minute mark. you have the inciting incident at the right. thirty minute mark. you have this at the sixty Which minute is- mark. you have this, and that makes a good movie
1: right. We know those things at this point, like you know like that's the thing is like anymore and i think I think that's a separation too. like you think of like I think of like the sixties I kind of think of like in terms of like recorded American music sixties is kind of being like this golden age of all these things happening and a lot of it has to do with like the people at the top were going like I don't know let's try this like there was a lot of openness to like not knowing by now it's like they know exactly what's going to work and they don't have to take any chances anymore so there's they, not so, that
0: like discovery going Yeah so on. they just
1: don't they just try and make things that are referential a lot of the time
0: So i mean in and how you know you've been playing music uh what do you find grinding about it? Is there anything that, yeah, you, um, you know, when you when you were younger, you have an idea about something like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to be a musician, and then once you're in it, you find out,
1: oh, I have to do that. I just, I, I don't ever do anything that I don't want to do, really. So I don't really. Which I've learned, I've been in plenty of situations. Uh, I sort of learned there was a period where I was playing in like I think like seven bands around town, and um it wasn't fair to anybody and and I, I was just saying yes to everything. like I was super young and like and and I learned through that if I was showing up somewhere with a bad feeling in my gut to just go i'm done because it's because it's 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 not good for anybody you know it's not good for me because i'm showing up with this dark cloud over my head and um it's not good for them because i'm showing up with this dark cloud over my head so it's like it, it i don't know i don't really uh have a lot of things that grind, music's the thing if it ever becomes a thing that is making me um feel bad about myself that'll be the that'll be it You know, (laughs) know, that'll be the end. I don't, I don't have a lot of things that grind me about music. Music's the thing that makes me feel better. So how do you feel,
0: uh, about the Cleveland music scene now, having been in it for a while, do you think it's in a, in a good place on a good trajectory? What do you hope for it?
1: I think there's a very, uh, strong sense of community in like circles, like, Cleveland's, like, kind of spread out. Like, there's, like, cliques of people that, like... And I feel like I hover th- between a few of them. Like, I feel like I hover between Cleveland and Akron more than most Cleveland musicians. And I feel like I also... And just because I, you know, it's like I have my own stuff that I do, but also people call me to play guitar on their stuff around town all the time. So that's, like, a thing. Like, I've played guitar with... A, tons of people, you know, and so I have this, that experience that a lot of people, a lot of people that are out there, like as artists don't have the experience of like what it means to be somebody's side person, you know, like I, I have like a quite a bit of experience doing that over the last like five or six years. So I, I know certain, like I know people in certain circles that I play or like, you know, like also being that I'm like, you know, play guitar, I know a lot of people like in Cleveland blues scene that like a lot of people that are coming around to like house shows and open mic people Uh, don't they don't know that crowd or like I like I don't know a lot of the jazz people because I don't really I can't really hang in that world other beyond conversation you know and I've seen this second wave of people uh come along like since I've been around in the last like couple years and I and they're so full of enthusiasm and they're so uh, adamant about like organizing events and stuff like that I think it's awesome I just hope that uh, we can reach. Um, more of like the public of Cleveland and not just like, it's a such a supportive community of artists. But it becomes insular or. Yeah. And it's just like everybody's, so, yeah, everybody's just like supporting everybody. But I, I, I hope that there, that more people will want to be interested in, in, in what's going on in their own backyard. That's, that's my hope for it because there's so much going on all the time And it's almost too much sometimes, but I think it's, I mean, uh, to me, it's like the more that people want to do that, the better. And I just hope that like, um, like I think the Winchester has been a place that's been doing a really, really great job of uh, getting like specifically younger people and interested in going out to see live music as a venue. Like this is a crazy kind of a thing that they're doing there. It's just so uncommon. Um, But I, that's my main hope is that I, you know, it's like I, I, at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't care what any musician thinks about what I'm doing. I, I care about like what, what, like a normal person, if I can't reach that person, then I'm not really, what is the point of what I'm doing? I don't care what any guitar player thinks about what I'm doing. Cause they're probably, I don't probably don't want to talk to them about music anyways. You know, like I, I care about like what makes people feel. So that's, I don't know. That's my hope is that we'll reach more people uh, that are not, concerned with being a musician or a creative person at all.
0: So let me ask you this. We'll close kind of close things out. What would you, if you had the ability, like when you, when you meet someone and be like, here are three songs you need to hear.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give you two answers to this question because to me, the, what the, the one way I could think about this three songs you need to hear is like, if I met somebody in were like I never heard, Hey Jude, I'd be like, what, you what like that like but that's not like necessarily like one of my favorite songs but i would go like that's a really like universally like important yeah. song um but but okay so my three for me uh uh i would say thunder road by bruce springsteen mm. that's like my funeral song i think that's like my i just something about that it's just personal to my life that song has like I just think lyrically, compositionally, is just like a total, just like emotional masterpiece. I kind of think a hard rain's gonna fall. If you don't know that song, I don't know that song. Bob Dylan, a hard rain's gonna fall. Yeah, just the lyrics. But that song is all about, you know, it's all about words, you know. Just the lyrics, though. Uh, and maybe America by Paul Simon. I think it is just like an amazing song. Off the top of my head, those are the three that came out. <laughs>
0: yeah. and uh, I guess my last question would be: Do you have any advice to future Ray Flanagan, or uh, things you hope for uh, yourself ten years from now that you'd, you'd want to say to yourself? And like, I hope this is true, or I hope that's not true, or mm,
1: my only advice. It, my only advice is to keep your ears open. You know, I, uh, everything you do is. Uh, i i feel like everything i do is reactionary in a way so it's like uh uh for me personally like even when i'm playing i really feel like i'm listening and i mean that like truly like if i'm playing with a band especially if i'm playing guitar it's like i feel like playing is really just like reactive listening and and i i but i also feel that way when i'm like I hardly ever like songs change you know and things change um, and just like it's it has to do with that same thing I was talking about with like audiences of like being present and being engaged uh, but yeah keep your ears open would be my advice <laughs> pay attention Watch me. I put it down inside my-